Hello and welcome to episode 97 of Beekeeping at Five Apple Farm. This is Lee. I'm so glad you have joined me today. This is going to be a rambling reflection on thoughts and takeaways I had after the Ange Roll interview, which was the last two podcasts. On the public channel, this will be a bookmark, and then the discussion will continue for the patrons as a bonus podcast, which is one of the goodies I try to give the patrons as a thank you for their support of keeping this podcast on the air. On most podcasts, you would hear something like, and now a message from our sponsors, but we have no sponsors. <laughs> we are people powered, and that is why I am eternally grateful to everyone who's taken the plunge and become a part of the Patreon community. There's no pressure on anyone because I will continue to put the overwhelming majority of things out here for free for the beekeeping community. So what I'll be talking about is essentially my takeaways from the information shared by Ange about the study results, the SARE study results of the research that Ange, Sam Comfort, and a few other researchers have been working on. I'm going to point out some geeky details <laughs> in the interview that maybe you didn't notice, maybe you did, maybe you noticed other geeky details, and I would love to, to hear about those if you did. But what I've noticed is the longer I'm in beekeeping, when I hear a really experienced beekeeper speak or present, I'm just rolling along with them as they go through the basics that I'm already familiar with. But then what I love is that the more years of experience that you get, you hear these little Easter egg details that are in there and give you places to look for more information or, or more things to consider. And I found several of those in Angie's interview the same way I did in the video that I shared on Patreon with the presenter doing a presentation for newer beekeepers, but that was just layered with important tidbits and takeaways. And that's what I had said. Beginners, play this presentation about every month through your first few years. And every time you play it, you will pick up on new details because you have more beekeeping experience to hear them with. And finally, I'll be talking about what I will be doing differently based on the interview based on the recipe of the runaway split that was shared. And that kind of wraps back around to the big light bulb moment for me during the interview, which was, with the exception of Ange, Sam, and a few other commercial queen producers, commercial queen producers in general, in my opinion, are the worst possible people to learn backyard queen rearing from because they don't do backyard queen rearing. They know everything, all kinds of details, deep, deep information on how to produce queens in large quantities to sell loose queens. But when it comes to translating all that knowledge into things that the actual hobbyist beekeeper can use, they're the worst <laughs> at that one aspect. And that makes sense, because just like I kind of joked in the episode, if you were going to teach your kid to bake a cake, you wouldn't say, okay, first, kiddo, we need to go down to the Little Debbie giant industrial snack factory and see what we can learn there. That is not what a new baker needs in a home kitchen. And, and I found that same thing to be true comparing the queen rearing courses that I've taken from commercial producers who are incredibly knowledgeable and incredibly good at what they do and so vital to the beekeeping industry to provide queens, but that their methods are scaled 
to that type of queen production. And and most of those well-honed techniques have no place in my backyard apiary. The real beauty to me of what Sam, Sam Comfort and Andrew and others that are following in that model are doing is they are they are using techniques that can be commercially scaled. I mean, both of those folks are commercial queen rearers. Sam Comfort actually has many protégés who are now making their living raising queens based on methods that, that Sam really figured out. And that has taken a leap now that Sam and Ange are collaborating on sharing this information and then the beauty for all of us is they're actually tucking in to the research details that matter to you and me and the backyard beekeeper that can help us produce better queens. Now, before I switch over to the Patreon-only feed, this is a spoiler alert. The question, what I'll be changing in my own practice of raising queens here at Five Apple Farm after reading this research is pretty much nothing. That's because over the years, I have figured out methods for me that work at the scale that I work at, which let's just say is a beekeeper's dozen of hives. And for everyone who knows how bee math works, you know that how a beekeeper's dozen could be anything from eight to 18. (laughs) But anyway, I have figured out methods that work for me at this scale. The recipe shared by Ange in the interview for the runaway split, which is just a walkaway split 2.0, and that's improved based on some of the factors that they found to be important in the research. But I, I like my methods, and I'm going to be sharing more of those with you of doing frame-based queen rearing right there in your own apiary if you have the raw materials to do it. So to all listeners, thank you so much for listening. I will be back here soon to talk more about splits. That's going to be something I'm really going to focus on as spring approaches because, in my opinion, it is one of the most undertaught techniques. I think that so many of the techniques we're taught in either basic B school or from most mentors, particularly mentors that just buy commercial queens as opposed to making any of their own. I think that learning to raise some of your own queens, learning to be able to expand your apiary at will anytime you want is one of the most valuable skills a beekeeper can have. So I'm going to focus on that in this spring. Y'all have a great week. I'll talk to you later. And patrons, here we go.